everybody, welcome to another drive-through a board game blog and today I'm going to talk about the Gamma Trade Show. Now if you're not familiar with the Gamma Trade Show, uh, it's run by the same group of folks or maybe it's loosely affiliated with some folks that are involved with running Origins which is going to happen later in June, uh, which I will be attending so if you see me there say hello. Um, and this is more of a industry insider type of convention so to speak. So if you own a retail store, if you're a distributor, if you're a publisher you're going to show up there. Uh, if you're a media type of personality, you can show up there. Uh, so it used to be sort of more closed off, I would say. I don't think necessarily by intent, I think just by the nature of it. Uh, so they've actually started having more media folks there and stuff like that and covering it. I'll throw some links to some coverage. Uh, Board Game Geek does like a live broadcast. The Dice Tower does a live broadcast. Uh, Rodney from Watch and Play, he's posted a couple of videos. I'll link to his playlist. And I'll link to some other folks' Twitter accounts that have been uh, you know, putting out uh, images and media and everything. And that used to be kind of the only way to really uh, see what was going on is you'd get these different uh, images in your Twitter feed and there wasn't a whole lot of uh, you know, coverage at the convention. Uh, so this is where the publishers will come. They'll bring a lot of the new stuff that's coming out. There'll be some new announcements, uh, a little bit more information about older announcements, maybe that were just announced over the last few months, and kind of leading into Origins and then Gen Con and so on in the at least the North American uh, convention scene. So I've been uh, bated breath watching all of the coverage and the live feeds and the Twitter feeds and and sort of you know stealing folks aside and say hey what do you think of that you know what 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 can you tell me about this game uh, and so I was getting pretty excited about a lot of the releases uh, that are coming out and so I did let's do a top ten list so this is kind of top ten kind of most anticipated games going into the summer convention but I'm just going to title it top ten uh, you know gamma announcements or something uh, so let me just walk through these and these are all mostly things that have been just announced maybe I heard of just prior to gamma. They may have actually been announced a while ago, but they didn't really bubble up to my radar. And some of these are for sure brand new, you know, announcements and releases that have uh, been projected to come out uh, in the next couple of months or even towards the end of the year. So let's jump right into the top 10 list and I'll throw some pictures up and stuff uh, that folks that I could grab from the Twitter feed or I just grabbed some of the official images so you can kind of get an idea what some of the games look like. So now that we've done all that preamble, let's do one honorable mention, and this is not really a game release, but I'm really excited about it, and I want to mention it. Uh, the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Games Workshop game is, uh, they've announced these, I don't know how to pronounce it, the Kara Drawn Overlords, which are these techno steampunky uh, dwarven faction uh, that folks have been kind of clamoring and hinting at for a while. Uh, they look fantastic, and I've really wanted to have a kind of you know, mechanical-oriented, machine-oriented uh, faction to paint and play around with for Age of Sigmar. So I'm really excited about that uh, particular release coming out, but it's not really like a new release or anything, so I just figured I'll tag it with an honorable mention. So let's jump into the number 10. Number 10, also a miniatures thing, is a, a Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game. Now, this is coming from Cool Mini or Not. And this is probably releasing until 2018. I think they're going to run a Kickstarter to kind of get things going. Uh, but then it's going to be more of a retail expansion release. Now this was way higher, but then I've kind of learned that it's probably going to rely on movement trays and maybe templates for movement. And I've just been playing that new game for Fantasy Flight Rune Wars, which has that. And that really like deflated my balloon uh, across that kind of thing. I've not played with trays before, uh, but I'm still really excited about this one. It's definitely dropped to number 10, but because of the theme, uh, you know, I've read all the books and watched the TV show and read some of the graphic novels and the whole history book that has like all the lore and the backstory. So I'm really into Game of Thrones. You might say a kind of a, a geek about it. 
Uh, so I think that might suck me in a little bit more, uh, even if the mechanics are sort of not really my cup of tea. Uh, but we'll see. You know, maybe you don't have to use the trays, or maybe it's you know measurement in inches or something instead of uh, templates that you know kind of you know, uh, put you on rails in terms of movement. You're not really steering a boat. Maybe it's a little bit more nuanced that way. So I still have some hope that it will be a fun game for me, uh, but maybe the theme will carry it over a little bit. So that's Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, number nine is Spoils of War. This is from Arcane Wonders. This one really caught my eye. The graphics and the illustration and all that stuff, the components look really, really great. And that's what first caught my eye. And then watching uh, some of the feeds and them talk about the gameplay, it's very much like kind of like a liar's dice with kind of like a betting and bidding kind of attitude. And you're trying to set collect these different treasures. So you're going to be uh, some Viking chieftain or warlord type of thing. And you're kind of divvying up the spoils from one of your raids. And it just it seems a very, very interesting kind of dynamic. So it's kind of like liar's dice plus, And, you know, you've got all these other kind of cool things in the table talk. Uh, and the components, everything, that whole kind of experience looks really, really cool. And there's other special cards, you can get special abilities that will allow you to like add new dice and manipulate the dice and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's a really cool concept and I like the Viking concept as well. And it's illustrated in a way that I think is gonna be kind of pleasing and everything. So the whole package really seems kind of fun. Uh, so that's Spoils of War from Arcane Wonders. Uh, number eight is The Expanse, and this is coming from WizKids. Now, The Expanse is a TV show, as well as, I believe, a series of books. I've not read the books. I've not watched the TV show, although I know a couple of folks that have done either or both, and they really love the, uh, the universe and everything there. And from my understanding and recollection, it's kind of as if humanity is sort of to start just colonizing other planets and move out into space. And so it's kind of based on that sort of, you know, genesis of space travel or maybe just slightly post-genesis. Now, the game's designed by Jeff Engelstein, and he could describe it as a kind of a Twilight Struggle type of thing where you're doing cards and playing them for actions and events and different kinds of things to uh, get area control uh, of these different things. And there's basically, I think, four factions in the game. So you take over one of those factions and you're trying to get your influence. So it's kind of like a multiplayer Twilight Struggle in space with this really cool theme. And I'm going to try to watch the show, maybe at least the first season, uh, maybe here over the summer or something coming up soon so I can get a little bit more sense, a little bit more connection with the theme. And I keep hearing the show's really good. Uh, so I like that concept. It sounds really, really cool. And, you know, we've seen a lot of good licensed games come from uh, Gale Force 9. So uh, maybe WizKids can deliver on this with uh, Jeff's help. And, uh, you know, so it looks really cool. I'm very, very intrigued by this. And, and certainly the mechanics and the theme really kind of seem to be married nicely to me, uh, at least on the very surface. <laughs> so number seven is not a new game, but I did not know until the other day that it was being brought over to the U.S., and it's being brought over by Stronghold Games, and that's Flamme Rouge. Now, Flamme Rouge is a uh, bicycle racing game. Each player will have two bicycles, and there's kind of this drafting and leading types of mechanics. Think of like Thunder Alley or something like that. But it's also like a deck building kind of thing where it's not deck building, but there's like a main deck or something that you will manipulate, and you can sort of build in for that kind of uh, that push, that sprint at the end. So there's some planning involved with that. And then there's kind of the tactics and the maneuverability of the bicycles. I've not had an opportunity to play the game. I know Chris Bryan at uh, Board With Life. He's got his own channel there as well. Uh, that I think, I'm pretty sure that was his number one game of last year. 
And I talked to a couple other folks that really, it would be very high on their list if they made top 10 games. Uh, and so it's got a lot of good buzz and it looks visually stunning and striking. And it's got, again, some of those cool mechanics that I like, I like racing and tactics and, uh, you know, the kind of card play type of attitude. So I'm very excited that's gonna be coming over here in, uh, you know, in, in a decent quantity at least. So that's number seven, Flam Rouge. Now number six is called uh, the Grim Forest, and this is from Druid City Games, and I believe they did another game. Oh gosh, it has it's a weird name, and I know Jamie Kiki at Secret Cabal likes it because he was on the channel a couple months ago and he mentioned this game. I'm sorry, I can't remember it, but they've done some other games. Go look them up on Board Game Geek. That's Druid City Games. Uh, this is a very very cool uh, theme with some cool components, and it seems like some very funky mechanics, so I'm very interested in this. Uh, definitely look at this up. I'll throw up some images here, uh, and it's, it looks like a very kind of Disneyland or Disney movie kind of uh, illustration and vibe, and it's got a sort of a children's short story with the three little pigs, and you're trying to build these houses, and you have these 3D houses that have, have multiple pieces. I think there's gonna be a schematic on the screen now. Uh, so that's still in development. I think this is coming on Kickstarter relatively soon. Uh, and the, you are one of the pigs and you are trying to uh, go out and get resources in different areas, but there's sort of like a greed mechanic and sort of like a bluffing. So you might be like, I'm going here to do this. And then if multiple people go there, then you don't get as much. So you might try to sort of second guess somebody and go somewhere else to get these other resources. And hopefully if you're the only one there, then you know you get more maybe get a little bonus or something for being by yourself that kind of thing so that looks really cool and again the production's kind of grounding me in and then i think it's going to be backed up by some you know very light but interesting kind of mechanics that i think will be fun to play uh you know it's a kind of a nice filler game but a, a really gorgeous filler game with some really cool uh visual components in terms of the 3d uh, houses and all that so this one that's that one really just sparked me and caught my eye and I think it's going to be a very, very interesting production overall. Uh, so number five, also out of thin air, is from CGE, uh, Czech Games Edition. And this is Codenames Duet. And this is basically co-op codenames, which when you tell me that, I'm like, okay, let's milk this cow some more. But then I watched the presentation there on, uh, it was either on BGG or Dice Tower. I was going back and forth. Uh, very, very interesting. So you could play this two-player, as the name Duet uh, hints at. And each player has their own, uh, well, you share, actually, you share, uh, like, the clue card. And you can see which ones are matching uh, for you of the words that are laid out. And you can see which ones are matching uh, your, your partner there on the other side. But there's no reason you can't have, like, you know, teams of three or four or six or ten on either side. And you're trying to give clues to the other team, so to speak, the other side. And they're trying to guess their uh you know, words, and then you're trying to give, you know, back and forth. Now there's two assassins in the game, because remember in Codenames, if you pick the assassin, everybody's eliminated. So then basically both teams will lose. Uh, so it's a very simple uh, mechanical twist. You just have a double-sided uh, clue card, whatever. I can't remember what the name of the card in the game is, but it's the card that you, you know, gives you the reference of which words belong to you and stuff. So it's all, all that is is a double-sided card. And I don't think there's many rule tweaks beyond that. Although, once you get more than two players, I don't know how that works. Maybe you take turns being the spy master or something. But, uh, yeah, that seems really cool. It's just another way to play it. And it's something that maybe my wife and I can play together. Um, because the thing with Codenames is you really want four to six players or more uh, to really get the fun out of it. But I think this is going to work good and really make it so you can play it with any number of players, even down to two. So I'm excited about that. 
number four is a expansion. It looks like a, a smaller mini expansion for Dead of Winter from Plat Hat Games. And this is called uh, Warring Colonies. And so the concept is, and there's very little information about this, so this is really just the concept that is intriguing me, is that you can split into two colonies. I assume you, I assume it requires both the base game and the expansion, The Long Night, uh, but I'm not sure. Maybe it comes with its own board, so you don't need both expansions. And uh, so you're going to separate, and then you're going to have, it sounds like, you know, you could have your own traders within the different colonies. Maybe there's people that are actually working together. They're working for the other team or something. And then it kind of combines and mashes it into one uh, big game of Dead of Winter. So I was like, wow, really? That's, that just kind of blew me out of the water in terms of, you know, a concept because I mean, wow, duh. I mean, that's great. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you see it and you're like, I wish I thought of that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm just super excited about that concept, frankly. Uh, Dead of Winter is one of my favorite games. And uh, I think this would be a cool way to increase the player count. Uh, hopefully there's some rules or something to make it, maybe make it more streamlined. Because I think if you had like, you know, five players in one game, five in the other, you've got ten. You know, that would take a long time. But maybe that's part of the game. Maybe you just got to know that you got to sit down for, you know, a good three, four hours or something. Uh, but that sounds like a really, really interesting um, concept because you know with the expansion the long night it's like you and the colony versus the zombies of course but then maybe the bandits or the uh you know some of the other different kinds of mutated zombies but now you're you're pitted yourselves against you know other thinking players and that all that part really intrigues me as well um, so i think there's a lot of potential there uh, now number three is from asthma day and i believe it's a space cowboy game uh, and this is called unlock with an exclamation point and i did hear about this maybe two weeks ago and what this concept is it's very similar to escape room in the box the game which had a little device that you used but you used all kind of board gamey components to figure out clues and get out of this escape room and then you put these keys in a certain way in this you know, electronic device and it would tell you if you solve the clue right. So this seems very similar to that vein. It's going to be a deck of cards. You've got some different missions and scenarios that you're going to be going through. But then there's an app that you just kind of leave in the center of the table. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to break the board game immersion. I wish people would jump that hurdle because I still hear people like, oh, there's electronics involved. It must be dumb or, you know, it must be, it's breaking the cardinal dogma sin of board gaming because we, you know, all of a sudden we have electronics. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, this seems cool because you're going to have the all that face-to-face -face discussion, interaction, trying to problem solve together at the table, face-to-face, -face, augmented uh, by an app, uh, which is going to be act as a smarter brain than a normal just deck of cards and some dice, et cetera, would do. So I think that sounds really, really cool because it's going to be very easy to expand, you know, hopefully cheap to expand, and a way that you can really interact on a, on a completely different kind of level uh, that some of these escape room and the number two game among this are going to uh, put you. So I think it's really cool. I'm very excited about this concept because it still, like I said, maintains, you know, what really is the core of the board game and, the, you know, the, all the games, the tabletop games, the role-playing games, is the other people at the table putting your wits together or against each other. And then we live in 2017, almost 18, and you know, not too long away. And though there are electronics everywhere inside of people and around people. And so that's just another component. So anyway, enough of my soapbox. But I think that's a really cool concept uh, to explore. And I'm glad to see that. 
Now, kind of sort of dovetailing off of that, uh, this one is from Portal Games, and uh, I'm also excited about Portal's uh, Martian game, which also is going to use an app, but they just announced, I believe on the first day of Gamma, or the day, the day before the first day, and this is a game called Detective. And so this sounds very, very similar uh, to another game I've also got, like Holmes and Watson. There's another one from uh, WizKids called Deadline. Uh, neither of those use apps, but it's very similar to this sort of deduction puzzle, you know, Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, that type of game, uh, but augmented not only in this case by clues and things that are in the box, but it also is sort of pushing you and driving you to go to Wikipedia, to go to Google, go online, search and research and do real detective work and really kind of pull in these threads. And, and I like the concept here. This one excites me a little bit more than unlock because I can imagine it you know, you're pulling in like what we call domain knowledge. So somebody might be uh, really aware and smart of how cars work or how, uh, you know, uh, the meter on your house that, you know, checks your gas and your water and, you know, or construction. You're going to pull in the, the kind of domain knowledge that lots of people have. Lots of people are experts at a variety of things, you know. Uh, you know, there's doctors, they're experts in, in health and medicine. You know, there's lawyers, there's there's garbage men, there's auto mechanics. You know, all these people can well, theoretically, you know, bring or at least go and research if you don't have somebody at the table that has the immediately pertinent knowledge and pull that in and kind of spiral that in with solving whatever case here uh, or cases, as it were, in the de detective. And that's very, very cool. That's very original and very exciting. And I think, again, even though you're using technology, you still are going to be working together. You know, the flesh is going to be there. The air you breathe, you're going to share all that good stuff. Uh, so that is very exciting. Um, so that was to me really kind of blew me away. Uh, that's number two. And then number one coming full circle back from number 10 is another miniatures game. Uh, this one is called Shadow War Armageddon. This is from Games Workshop. And this is basically uh, Necromunda 2.0, which is a game I had not had the opportunity to play. And it's a very sort of small-scale, skirmish-level game that's in the tight, you know, industrial spaces, uh, corridors. And it's got it's going to have a campaign kind of thing where you level up your group or your warband or your party or whatever. And it's head-to-head. -head. You play it head-to-head. -head, and there's a little bit of campaign management. Think Shadows of Brimstone, Warhammer Quest, kind of in-between game stuff. Um, and it's going to have a whole jackload of terrain, and I think two, uh, two they're going to have orcs and I believe a space marine tactical squad. Don't quote me on that second part. Space marine something or other, and but it's going to also support a ton of uh, factions. I think they said twelve factions. So if you've got some death watch, not death watch, uh, you've got some gene stealers. You know, maybe you got the death watch overkill game. You got some gene stealers from that, or you know, some other stuff, some dark Eldar, some, some, some other type of thing that you have, uh, you can get that. Or you can get like a little box of figures for like 20, 30 bucks. They mentioned some of the boxes you can get uh, that'll support it. And they're usually a little bit on their, um, you know, the, the smaller units. Uh, and so you're not gonna have like big tanks and things. I, I mean, I don't imagine, at least at the beginning. And so you have the small little units and you can build them and paint them individually and name them and all that stuff and uh, have a campaign with that. And the terrain looks ridiculously crazy. Um, so that one really excites me because I always wanted to play Necromunda. Uh, I like Frostgrave uh, quite a bit. And I wanted to like Rogue Stars, which is sort of like the sci-fi Frostgrave from Osprey. 
That one's funky. I wouldn't necessarily not recommend that, although I'm not going to do a video on it because I didn't really like it. <laughs> Similar to why I'm not doing a video on the Rune Wars game, because I was like, eh, it's, I see merit in the design, but I do not enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Rogue Stars is very funky. I think there are people out there that will like, like Rogue Stars, uh, but yeah, it, anyway, I'm dovetailing again. Uh, but Necromunda, I think, is going to be the exact same rule set as the original. Maybe they'll make some tweaks. I know there's a living rule book now similar to what was going on with Blood Bowl that's been maintained for the last 10 years. Uh, so I'm excited about it. I've already got some of the figures from uh, Death Watch Overkill and stuff. So, yeah, uh, And I've got some Space Marines and stuff like that, too, just randomly. So, yeah, so I think that's really exciting to me. And obviously, if you watch the channel last six, seven months, you know that I'm now addicted to miniature games. <laughs> but anyway, there's a good kind of uh, swath here to uh, go over. There's some. There's no Euros here is the one thing I wanted to bring up here because this is kind of going into the North American, um, you know, convention stuff. So most of the Euros, they, they kind of wait. They wait for Essen because that's their, that, honestly, that's their best, you know, marketing push is that. You know, you want to be there. If you're releasing a Euro at Gen Con, you know, fine. You know, Terraforming Mars, not really a Euro, but... It's, it's got Euros and card game stuff going on. Uh, you know, that came out of Gen Con. So there's going to be a couple of Euros that you'll see probably come out of Origins Gen Con. But that big push there is going to be at Essen. So that there's not a lot of this. So this is you're looking at kind of your summer convention releases probably for a lot of these games. Uh, anyway, I just want to kind of go over that because I was getting really excited watching all the coverage and stuff like that. And uh, definitely take a look at the links in the description and you can go dig down and find some more details um, on these games. So anyway, that's it. Thank you.